This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, let me get you off to the right start on your online dating journey. And it is going to be a journey. Boy, do I promise you that. But do you want that journey to be a little less painful? Well, go to kristencarney.com slash dating help and I can help make that possible. I can help power up your dating profile. I can help fine tune your banter skills, which will take you to the next level and get you the girl that you want. So go to kristencarney.com slash dating help. That's kristencarney.com slash dating help. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we talk about something we don't talk about enough. I mean, we touch on it. We don't like hammer it in. It's the why. The why behind what you are doing. Why you want to date. Why you want to interact with that hot girl that you've been having your eye on for the past year and a half. Why you want to do everything in your life. Thinking about why you want to do things helps you act on them successfully. So today we're going to talk about the why and we're going to tell you how to think about the why so that it can improve your dating life. So keep listening. Hey guys, welcome to the Ask Women podcast. It's one of your hosts, Kristen Carney here with Marty Kenris. You know us, you love us. And today... In lieu of an intro, I'm just going to use the word Lou because that's his name. And he's a listener on the show who has some really good insight for us. So he's on and uh, we're going to let him do his own intro. Yeah. Right? And Lou's a little bit of a heavy heavy breather as well. So let's... Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's not breathe. Oh, gotcha. So See, I start right away with the insults. The Knock you down so we can build you up during the show. But Lou... The pun, the pun was so Yeah, good. Lou, thank you so much for, for being on the show. I want to give a little bit of an introduction because uh, Lou has bought some programs from me and he's only going to speak highly of them on this show, obviously. That's right. But when you did write to me, you, you had said that you definitely learned a lot from everything that I've taught you, but you realize that there's something missing from most of the instruction that's out there. And you said to me, it's the why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. behind mm-hmm. everything. And mm-hmm. so I said, why don't you come on our show and tell people about the why so that they're not missing it anymore. So that's why I have you here on the show to explain the why. But before we get into the why, I'd like you to just tell people a little bit about you, your story, who you are, why you got my programs and what the why is. 
Everyone should drink every time they hear the word why today. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> a new drinking game. Good. Uh, thanks, Marty. Uh, so, well, I won't go back to the very beginning, but let's. So, I've I've been I'm 58. Let me start there because I'm not I'm not in my 20s. I've been married a couple of times. In fact, I was married for 20 years, and through marriages and dating, uh-huh. I've I mean, so. I, I told you connecting's always been important to me. So that's with a partner, with my daughters, with my parents. It's, it's connecting in relationships is important. And so I've always paid a lot of attention to what that meant, how that worked. And through dating, again, in, in my 50s as I was single, it made me ask a lot of questions of myself that I had asked and answered over the years. But now a new situation, you're kind of asking them anew, right? Right. A lot of the a lot of the advice that's out there, yours and a great deal of it about dating advice, is what I said to you how how to technique, um, how to approach, how to flirt, how to build rapport, etc. And it's all needed. And and yours is very good for some reasons. I think we got to get into it because it touches on the what and the why. But as I read it and practiced it. I had to make it mine. You know what I mean, right? Because you say that. It has to be authentic. It has to be real, right? Right. Or women know it. And of course, the guy knows it. And so, uh, like, if I, if connections matter to me and I want to be genuine, then I don't need to be using technique as a, as a device, as a ploy, as a game. It's not what... Right. 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 But then as I kept asking myself through like, you know, this is over years in marriages, in dating, and, and recently, I, and, I, and I discovered you... Um, a little bit accidentally, I was reading something that you were referenced in, but last December, and so I I, I clicked on you know, the link and I went to your site and I right away bought um, one or two things and then began listening to reading your emails and, and the podcast. And as I kept asking myself the question, how do I make this real for me? What is what? Who do I want to be dating? Who do I want to be in a relationship? Even though I'd always asked that question, it was you know you you learn more about yourself over time. You got to keep asking it. Yeah. I had to, I figured out not only how to make the how-to work for me, but that was the real for me was that an energy that was sexual in nature, but not about sex, right? Masculine energy is written about in a lot of different ways and a lot of different, a lot of different from the Eastern writers to the pickup artists. You can think, read about masculine energy, right? Yeah. From Eastern philosophers to pickup artists. There's a wide range of writing about the masculine energy. And so what did it mean to me? And that energy is sexual in nature, but that's sexual, that's, that's, that's more of an energy of a, like a connection. It isn't about sex necessarily. It can be, but it isn't limited to that. It, ha- it can be more. It took me a long time working through my thoughts and trying things and, and, and asking myself, well, how would that go? How'd that feel? What was that? Did that, is that me? Is that who I want to be to figure that out? And when I did, I understood what that energy was about for me, all the how-to fell into place in a real different way. And that was something I mentioned to you. Yeah. Is this making sense? Yes, it's definitely making sense. (laughs) No, but it's good. But that's an important piece that you're sharing with our audience. It's funny. I'm just... So right now I'm about... There's no secret that I I make money from my business, right? Um, I obviously love what I do. I have a passion for it. But yes, I do. I support myself off of what I'm doing. Uh, I'm on a, and I'm about to start making Instagram ads and Facebook ads. And so right now I'm writing a video for my Instagram ad. And um, I was talking about 
flirting in it. And it has to be only 60 seconds long. And I want to explain as much information as possible. And the, the pitch is to go to a flirting program. But I want men to understand in those 60 seconds, the difference between the female flirting perspective and the male flirting perspective and just how vastly different they are. Like for males, the flirting perspective is, okay, talk about sex, say sexual things, do sexual acts. That is flirting for them. But for women, it has nothing to do with saying anything sexual about 95% of the time. In fact, it's all about the subtext that's there, that's truly important. And getting that lesson across to men is huge for them to understand it from that side. Because if they have instructions, the how-to instructions of just go flirt, great, I'm going to whip my penis out and start talking to her about <laughs> you know, yeah. what I can do with it. But that's not at all what it is. And it's exactly what you had just said. It, it's about being sexual in nature, but nothing to do with sex and sexuality or sex. It doesn't, it's not limited to that. Even the, the East- limited, right. That's a better way of putting it. Right. The Eastern writing on sex and links sexuality and spirituality. And there's, you know, thousands of years old traditions that, that link those two things and talk about, you know, the yin and yang the opposites and the, ener- the tension in the opposites first in a person and then between in a couple, but how that energy is, that sexual energy is spiritual energy, is a life force, is, is, is words that authors use. Even, you know, I'm in the Christian tradition, even begrudgingly, the Christian tradition in some small ways acknowledges it's a, yeah, well, God did create it because we need it to procreate. But, you know, it, it, it's much more creative and much more rich and powerful for, for connecting than, than that. But what I, what I had to figure out Marnie was, I had to draw my focus back. When you talk, you mentioned flirting. When guys read your stuff and, 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 and practice, the, the, the tension is always out to the woman, out into the situation. And it's easy to forget as a guy, wait a minute, let me check. And you, you, you've written about this, and I think you should emphasize it. Let me check in. How am I feeling right now? How am I feeling tonight? How am I feeling in this place? What's the vibe in this place? How am I feeling about her? And it's a check-in that guides you. You know, sometimes I've, some of the most pleasant evenings I've had out in bars were talking to anybody, talking to other guys, talking to couples. It wasn't out to pick somebody up. That wasn't where my energy was, right? Right. I was just enjoying company conversation and went home feeling really satisfied with that because that's where my energy was. If your energy is different, you pursue, you pursue it in a different way. But first you have to check in because it's easy to forget to look in. It's always easy, especially if you're a little nervous and you, you know, this is what you see all the time. You're nervous about how to approach, what to say, all those things. Then your attention is outward. And to pull it back and go, I'm kind of forgetting half of this equation here. What's going on with me? And then how do I connect that to the how that I want to do tonight? Yeah, 100%. So tell me, tell me, because you had said the why. Where does the why come in that you're talking about? So if the what was realizing that that energy was, uh, that sexual energy was spiritual in the sense of, a, of something significant, like something meaningful, then the why, so I mean, it could be, it could be God to some people. I'm, I'm not, it's not for me to say it, it just, I think of it as something sort of existentially significant. That's the energy. The, the, the why was, well, why do I want to connect with anybody? Why do I want to connect with a woman in a bar or a partner in a relationship? Why do I want to connect with my daughters? Why do I want to connect with anybody? And for me, it had to do with, 
a true expression of who I was, Marnie, in that moment with that person. Okay. Which also means you don't want to make it a game, right? You don't want to play right. lines. So it was for me, it was that experience. The the connection for me has always been an experience. You can have a really thoroughly pleasant connection with a barista at Starbucks for 90 seconds. If you just ask how they're doing and maybe you flirt a little bit, but maybe you're not trying to do anything with it. You're just connecting and it's a little moment in time, right? A little experience. And that's, to me, that's really rich. I like to create those moments. So um, I'm loving that you're bringing up the why part of dating because I just had my own little epiphany and it was uh, because of this See, app. Lou, you're motivating Kristen as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's this app called Pattern, and I'm we are not being... This is not an advertisement, but there's an app called Pattern that my friend Jen told me to download. And it's, you know, that kind of cheesy or out there astrological stuff that I don't really necessarily endorse. However, I put in all my information and it gave me a really sharp assessment back where it was right on par with pretty much everything about me. So really? yeah, it was crazy. There was like one thing that was off and it was something like, you care too much about others. And I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> I, just um, that. <laughs> I don't have anyone. <laughs> it's like, fuck you. A hundred percent. But the other day it popped up with a notice because it sends you a pattern per day of like, you know, something that you've been doing or a behavior that you're usually following. And so this one was about dating and it popped up and said, you are dating for validation, not for the right reasons, essentially. And totally true. Yeah. And so it really is true. No, it is. Like a lot of it's true. A lot of the guys that I've dated have had something to uh, add to my life in a sense that I can't add for myself. And I noticed that my anxiety level is Mm. intense when things aren't working out with them because I think it's not about losing them. It's about mm-hmm. losing this aspect of mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. that I'm trying to get out mm-hmm. of that. And so I had to take a step back and ask myself, why am I dating? Am I dating because I want to be with someone? Or am I dating because I'm trying to fill a hole and I'm not a complete person at this point or right now in this moment? And I really think it's it's mostly because I'm looking to fill mm-hmm. a hole. And so, you're, and not just soul. my vagina hole, but like, you know, my soul right, hole. but that but that's a part of it as well. My soul hole. Yeah. And uh, well asking oh sorry, go on. No, and, and so now I'm I'm not dating for a while because I have recognized my why is completely wrong. And until it's right, I'm not it's not that. completely wrong. It's not completely wrong at all. It's just where you are in this moment, and you're being really honest about it. There's nothing wrong with your answer or why you're why yeah, you are I don't dating. I think I'll it, end up with the right person if I'm dating with that why. Well, but it depends. If you're trying to fill the hole of X, Y, and Z, and this person brings you the X, Y, Z, and you can learn from that person how to do it for yourself, then that's a completely valid reason to have them in your life. It's about when you rely on that person to be the sole source of whatever it is that you're searching for, and you don't learn from them and take it on for yourself. Like I treat every interaction that I have as a, a a way to learn something not every interaction like obviously i enjoy i enjoy the process of friendship and interactions right <laughs> not all the time but there are certain people where i'm like yeah what what can i gain from you what can i take away from this relationship why do i want to be friends with you um cuz the truth is is that if i i didn't have this openness to just sort of absorb things, I cut a lot of people off which i don't know if that's good or bad but you can it doesn't always have to be like you have to be your best self to let anybody else in. Lots of crappy people with crappy things going on in their lives seem to couple up and be happy 
and successful in their relationship. So like there's there's always a benefit totally. to asking why. Yeah. And I totally yeah. agree that you can definitely fill in pieces of your life with someone else. But I think you and your gut know when you're using it in a healthy way and when you're using it in an unhealthy way. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely, when it's not beneficial for you anymore. There you go. Well, or just the the gut thing is really interesting because I've always been in touch with it in myself, but I very often overruled it. Most people do. Right. I very often didn't really think about it and go, well, what's this about and what do I do with it? And part of the learning process that I've I've come to where I've come to is to tune into that more and use it as more information. So the nice thing about so a lot of, I think a lot of people do what you described, Kristen, and a lot of guys do, and it's very natural. And obviously a lot of, these a lot of couples counseling that, that talk about that and show people how they're doing that explicitly with each other. And sometimes that's healthy. Sometimes that's really a death spiral. But the nice thing is when you realize that then it no longer managed you or controlled you, right? You could, you could control it. You could get into a relationship next time, knowing that there's a little bit of, validation perhaps going on, but it might, it might, if it's more conscious, it feels different than if you really weren't aware of it. Right. Absolutely. And maybe there's a benefit. Maybe like Marty said, there's somebody that, that you can do that profitably with in a sense of relationship, healthy, positive, you know, growing, and maybe, and maybe, you know, when it's not going to go that way, but now the awareness gives you a lot more options, which I think is critical. And one of the things that happens to guys and you, you know, you both talk about this a lot. It's just a little bit of subtext that leads to <laughs> the technique, which is, and it, you know, Marnie, some of your exercises and some of the programs are really focused on the the guy. Like you should write down 10 things about yourself. Right? You remember, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where you, you've asked the guy to think about himself and, and it's, it's a, it's the right starting place. You never really know who you are until you're interacting with people because you can hypothesize about yourself and you can go out and be seen differently. Right. So it's good to go out. It's good to be, it's good to interact. It's good to be seen or get feedback from somebody. You've, you recommend getting feedback. It's good to have a coach and make observations. We, people see us differently than we see ourselves, but the more sources of that you get, the more perspectives you get, the more you piece together kind of your own story, your own narrative. And the why is in all that. What we do and how we do it is gets us so far, but the why is sort of embedded in all those things that we're trying to piece together. And it's a lifelong process. A hundred percent. Well, so I will say that in, but I've always been fascinated with the why. And um, not that I was insulted when you said that, but I was like, oh, how come I'm not making it more clear in my programs that it is, the why is so important. So most of my programs start off in the first section with always figuring out and discovering who you are, what your values Mm -hmm. are, Mm -hmm. because that was something that was really important to me. Why you got this program, why Mm -hmm. you you want these things in your life. Um, And it's really just self-reflection. And I feel like when... And this, you, you said this already, and Kristen said this as well, that when you have a much more clear understanding about why you're doing something, whether it's a swimming class, a guitar lesson, or trying to attract women, you, you, you more clearly define that path you're going to go down so that wishy-washy things can't come in and out and muddy up your goal or your path that you're trying to go down. And so that's that's why a lot of those exercises are there in the very beginning to get guys to say, yeah, what do what do I want? Why am I, I doing know, this? I How know. do I want people to see me? Because it, you're right, it isn't 
who do I want to be? It's an essential piece because I would say that most people aren't walking around saying like, oh, I don't even know what I want for dating. They just, they they think they do. They think I want a really hot girl that I'm super attracted to that tells me that I'm awesome. Like, Like those are the things that you think you want. So asking those questions of yourself to define it more clearly are things that people can't be sold on in the very beginning because they're like, oh, what the hell do I need to know why I'm attractive if I want to get X, Y, and Z? So it's it's not like a good marketing tool for people to put all that stuff out there because people aren't inclined to read or watch that information. You have to sell them on something else first and then have them do the real world work, which, which you've discovered on your own, which I think is absolutely fantastic. Uh, so let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. So you said that connection was really important to you. It's always been really important to you. Mm-hmm. And, but you also said you've had a couple of marriages. So would you say that the partners you chose in the past didn't value connection as much as you did? Or did you not know how to connect in the past? I'm reasonably skilled at connecting. And that goes back to some therapy I was in when I was in high school. So, and, and you know, so I, I really got to learn a lot about myself with the help of somebody pretty early on. Marriage counseling, of course, is something a lot of people go do before they split up. So there was, there was that. Uh, in the first marriage, I think it turned out that, that, that my, my wife and I wanted different things from relationships generally. It wasn't just me. It was with other members of with our daughters, with the, with family and friends, just sort of generally valued relationships in different ways for different things. And over 20 years, the incompatibility was just pretty, got pretty great. And I wasn't happy. That wasn't going to work. Right. Right. Second marriage kind of followed on the heels of the first one. Although I would argue that it wasn't, it wasn't really a rebound. People say, wasn't that a rebound? <laughs> Not really. It's a longer story. I'd have to tell you, but the answer to your question is, it was short, and there were some uncool things that happened on, on the, in the other other party's part that, that, in terms of fidelity and some other things. It just okay, I didn't see coming, and um, that and, and that and just you know that ended it. So that was a gotcha. bit different. Okay. Well, so now moving forward, what are your goals, and are there areas that maybe you? Good question. And it actually touches on something that, that we were we were just the three of us were talking about a minute ago. Oh, ultimately, I would like to be in a happily ever after, you know, fulfilling relationship. I'll tell you something. When I separated five years ago, I thought that was more possible than I thought it, than I think it is today. And we can talk about that if you want it. And I and the thought that it might not happen was really scary. The thought that I might not that I could just live the rest of my life alone was yeah. not a pleasant thought. And after five years, and not just of dating, but of this discovery of journey I've been on myself, I, I think, you know what? I, it might not happen. And if it doesn't, that's okay. So I look at, uh, there's a way I would like to connect and sort of give myself this energy that I, this, that is me, like an essential me to someone. And it'd be nice to have that someone be uh, do the same thing back and, and be compatible in a long, for the rest of my life. I've been kind of going through a similar feeling and I'm obviously a little bit you know different age bracket and stuff uh but I was out to dinner with some girlfriends we were having girl chat and I just said I really don't think I'm necessarily going to find anybody and I'm starting to try to accept it and be okay with it and both of my friends were I don't know if they were just being supportive girlfriends or if they were being sincere but they were like really silly. They're like, keep your love chakra open. It can happen anytime. And so I, in a way, feel like I agree with you. But I think by think 
by accepting it, it almost makes it more set in stone. Do you know what I mean? Because you're almost turning your your chakra off or down or quieter. You know what I'm. Do you know what I'm saying there? I do. And, and, and it's interesting that you mentioned chakra too, because that's where some of the, the most sort of developed thinking, uh, the, ener- the masculine energy and perhaps the, the feminine, I, I, don't, I haven't read into that as much, comes from. But yeah, I know what you're saying. And, it's, and I'm not ruling out the possibility. It's that I, I would have, here's how I thought about when I first was single, Kristen. I assumed it was a numbers game that if I looked at, and I did a lot of dating online because that was, there were some advantages to that. If I looked at n number of profiles and said hi to some sub n number of stuff to some number of women, and went on some number of first dates, that over time somebody was going to emerge and lead the pack. One date was going to lead to two, to intimacy, to a, a couple months exclusive dating, and we're going to see if that's the long term relationship. And it didn't work out that way. It, we could talk about that in detail, but it did not work out that way. And then as I realized that I was kind of going about it in a way that I wasn't paying attention to the things that I've described to you. I've learned more recently. And when I realized that this in the past, like six or eight months, I just thought, you know, I can put myself out there. And if I'm in, if it's one date or if it's a short dating girlfriend, girlfriend relationship, the shorter term or longer term, I'm hundred percent in because if I'm tuned into myself and I give that to you and you accept that and give me that back, We'll ride that as long as it goes. If it's if it's forever, it's forever. If not, it's still a it's a gift and a beautiful thing. And I just got a different perspective on the the worry or the fear that eh, you might you know it might not ever happen. Does that make sense? That was just a perspective. Shift. Yeah, definitely. So now that you're more aware of yourself and your needs, et cetera, or what your or your why, do you think it can happen going forward? So it's. I guess I'm kind of confused on what I'm exactly asking, but you're saying you're more aware of yourself, but yet you don't think love will happen. Is it because you're more aware of yourself now, or is it because um, you didn't know yourself better before? I didn't mean to say I don't think it will happen. I, I just I, I was really certain that it would that it would happen five years ago if I just dated enough or dated long enough. I thought that, like I said, I thought it was a numbers game and it would it would happen. Um, now I don't think of it that way it's still the relationship could still happen um and i hope that it does but if it doesn't i'm more okay with it than than i would have been than i was five years ago does that make sense yeah that makes sense well i think the miss the missing piece for me is now that you don't see it as a numbers game what triggered it for you to not see it as a numbers game did you realize that it's not just going out and dating 10 women it's about I had, I had, I thought about it in different ways over the past five years, and I had to hit some walls, Marnie, which I described to you a little bit. I, I, I thought that coming out of the relationships I had in, I decided that authenticity was like a, pro, I would put it a premium in dating, and and I wanted to be authentic to her, and I wanted to find somebody who was authentic back, and that seemed like pretty straightforward and pretty useful, and it just turned out to be more complicated than than. I thought it would. And, and that, that notion of authenticity, all of a, not all of a sudden, but over time, I realized, you know, that didn't tell me what I was looking for. I still want to be authentic. I don't want to be a phony. And I want to date a phony. But that wasn't like the, some hook to hang everything on. And as I kept through that, my own journey, Marnie, which, which 
as I hit the wall, like, well, all right, well, if that's not that, what is it? As I kept sort of searching and searching and, and the place I came to was, you know, if you're really tuned in and you've got this masculine energy that you share with a woman and you kind of talk about that, I've not read everything you've written, so you might talk about it explicitly, but I see where you, 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 you sort of imply that or you, you suggest that. You give that to someone and it's received and given back. You go with that. And that's not everybody you meet, right? I mean, it could be anybody to some degree, but it's not everybody to a great degree, right? No. So now it's more a matter of the quality of that, which could be fabulous quality, but maybe short-lived for any reason. It could be fabulous quality and longer-lived. And and I just, I don't worry about it anymore. And I'm not on a mission. It sounds like you have a more realistic and confident view of it now, which I think just happens with age and experience, to be honest, right? Like, I feel like my view is totally different about relationships now. When I was 20, I didn't have a voice where I didn't really participate in the relationships that I was in. And as I got older, I, I, I got way more vocal. And then I got older and I got way more confident in who I was. And I definitely got way more vocal. And then again, more realistic about like what relationships are, can be, how circumstance has a huge impact on the way that you and your partner interact with each other. It's just, I don't, I don't know if it becomes, I don't really know what, what, what that vision looks like now, but I, I understand what you're trying to say. It's like, you're saying now that it's not just numbers and you're going to hook up with somebody for the rest of your life. It's okay. This is numbers. And this person that I could really enjoy for two months, I may not enjoy for a lifetime. Right. It, it might run its course after two months and I might date somebody else afterwards. And if, and if I want, I might meet another person who, yeah, I'm like, okay, I can go through some hard times with this person and maybe be with them for 10 years. And this person, it, it all, it all just shifts and changes. It was interesting. So the other day I got a new car and the broker, which is wonderful. You don't go through the dealership anymore. I went through a broker and they'd like drive the car up to you to the front of your house. You don't even want to go into a dealership. <laughs> it's fantastic. So he came to the house and I'm, I'm learning to play guitar right now. Um, and he was reminiscing about how, I, oh, he used to live in, in my area when he played in a band. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. You play in a band. What do you play? He's like, guitar. I said, oh, I'm, you know, playing guitar right now. My string is broken. He's like, great. You want me to string your string for you? And so he came in and he like restrung my guitar, which was awesome while giving me my new car, which is even more awesome. But then he started telling me about his journey. He was like 64 years old, had never been married before, but he's had countless um, long-term relationships. And he, at the very end, after obviously what I said, what I did. So he was saying that the woman that he's with right now is like the woman of his dreams and he's never been happier. He's like, we go to bed cuddling at night and we wake up in the same position. He started crying. And it was just, <laughs> it was just like so lovely. And I, I think that, that, that certain things matter to you more as you get older, certain things matter to you less and you can let them go. I just, I just think this whole journey is really interesting. And so bringing this back to the why conversation, I think at every point in your life, yeah, you do have to check in with yourself and just say, why do I want this? Why am I doing this? What kind of person do I want in my life? Why do I want that kind of person in my life right now? So I, I think that it's a wonderful, beneficial thing for everybody to do. And, and you labeled it in the beginning as God or spirituality. However you want to look at it, it's, it is just looking at the reason behind the skill sets, 
why am I learning to have better conversation with people? Do I want to connect to them more? Am I trying to trick them into something? Am I trying to get something from them? I think these are all wonderful things to look at and evaluate. You know, one of the things that led me to the more reading about masculinity and masculine energy was just somewhere along just a number of months ago as I was reading into this, I kept I found a lot of writing, a lot of articles about being the man in a relationship, taking charge, leading, right? It's not like a new concept to me, but I'm not I can kind of read it with new eyes because I'm of where I am in this my own my own quest. I'm like, well, okay, what does that mean? And you can read a lot about what women say that means to them, right? Yeah. That's most of what's written. The answer to the question, what does it mean to be a man in the relationship, is mostly from a woman's perspective. And some of the stuff you read that guys write is just trite. It's just crap. Some, but not all. You're right. Not all of it, but it wasn't very valuable. It wasn't very valuable. It wasn't helping me answer the question for myself. And so as I began to think more and more about that, it tied together, and, and that led to some of the reading, a couple of books I mentioned to you about masculine energy. And to the Eastern stuff about sexuality and spirituality, it's like, you know what? If you get to that place and you just, something clicks and you just hone into it and it clicks and you feel it's right, you don't, I don't have, you don't have the same questions. I didn't have the same questions. I didn't have the, I didn't wonder about the same situational things that all the how-to advice is, is, is about. It just was very natural and it just kind of flowed and yeah. You know, you've talked about that, right? That kind of flow when you're really, you don't have to practice lines, right? You just, it flows, right? You, well, you've got to be sort of connected to something inside for that to happen. Otherwise you're looking for, what's my script? What's my line? Right. What, what do I do in this situation? Where's Marnie? <laughs> Where's the coach? And, and the coaching and the outside and observations are critically important, but you got to tie them to something in yourself that is about, uh, who, who am I? How I want this to be for me? Then, then the then the advice is best you put to use. After other than that, you, you're kind of still winging it. Oh, a hundred percent. You're always still. The thing is, any of my advice, any of somebody else's advice, we're just telling you how to broaden the net. That's it. Yeah. Got to bring more people in that you can pick and choose from, and so that if you do have that moment where you're like, ah, I click with you, that's great, and you'll have it happen a lot faster than if you weren't sharpening those skill sets on how to meet women, how to approach women, how to talk to women, how to flirt. It's, it's just bringing more people into your sphere, which is wonderful. Well, and you've both written about that, the fact that while, while the focus is, is a dating relationship, a lot of what you talk about applies to other relationships. Oh my and, God, you know, yeah. You even talked about practicing. Talk to people. Talk to, talk to guys. Talk to anybody. Just if you're not, If you're not comfortable doing that, the only way to figure out how it's going to work for you is to go do it. And it doesn't, you don't have to walk up to the most attractive woman in the bar and give that a whirl. You know, you could try in different ways in different places. And that really is more about rounding you out as a person than it is getting the date or getting the phone number or getting laid. It is, but guys, guys can easily lose perspective. And you and you talk about it's over focus on that. Don't focus on that. In fact, go up and flirt with somebody and just smile and walk away. Right? You've you've said that. Don't try to drive it somewhere. Oh yeah. 
you don't even know what that feels like unless you unless you do it. And if you're not worried about the outcome, it's a whole lot easier to just do it. Yeah, go, it's flirting a flirting bomb. That's what you can do. You just go in, you flirt for a second, you brighten their day, and then you get the hell out of there. Just for practice and just yeah. for fun. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back. We're going to answer one question from a listener because I just realized this first half of the show went very long. So you've only got time for one question, but we'll be back with Lou in a second. Hey, guys. So it's summertime. And in the summertime, you know what people do? They tend to wear baseball hats. You know, casual cookout, throw on a baseball hat. Got out of the pool, throw on a baseball hat. And it's usually because you want to cover up what's going on underneath. And if there really isn't much going on underneath, and by not much, I mean not much hair, then you guys should check out forhims.com. They connect you with real doctors and real medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss. And it's great because there's no awkward in-person doctor visits, no long lines to deal with, no waiting room, all the good stuff. So order now because our listeners get a trial month of hymns for just five bucks today, right now while supplies last. Check out their website for full details and safety information, but just know this would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or pharmacy. Hundreds! Save those hundos for the dates, the ladies. Now go to forhymns.com slash wants. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash wants for hymns dot com slash wants. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. All right, we are back. And I have a very long question, but I think it's Marnie. a... Yeah. Marnie, sorry. Before you get to the question, I need to just um, tell you guys about a little flirting experience that I had the other day. Oh, I'd rather this than hearing <laughs> any question. Okay, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Basically, what happened was I saw this guy a long time ago at Starbucks and I thought he was really, really cute and he had these like crazy blue eyes. So I remembered him because those eyes were just piercing. And he came into Starbucks the other day and I was there and I think he recognized me and I recognized him. But I was so uncomfortable with how I looked that day and I've talked about this that I wasn't allowing the connection to happen. And he smiled at me several times and I kept looking away. and. And it was, I felt so bad for him because I know he wanted to say hi and I was not giving him the opportunity to say hi. And I I kind of smiled back, but I'd look away and I would turn my body language away. And it was really all about me not feeling confident. And so there was no actual flirtation that happened. But when he left, I could tell he was still hesitating. And I just, and I wanted to just punch myself in the face and just say, hey, sorry, I've been making this really hard for you to say hi to me and just go with it. But I kind of buckled in the moment. And I was, you know, after doing this podcast for so long and working, you know, with this banter stuff, I should be better than that. But I really, um, I really blew it because then he left and just kind of left. And it seemed like we both felt very deflated or something. Well, that's depressing. I know. So it wasn't like a great flirting story. And there was no actual no, Maybe he's listening. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he's listening. And- well, that's the thing. <laughs> is I wanted, what I really wanted to do is turn to him because we were actually sitting, our tables were right next to each other. And I wanted to say, hey, this is going to sound weird, but I host a podcast on dating. <laughs> and <laughs> I always talk about... Oh, 
you know, opening to women and approaching and all that stuff. And I said, and I'm the one being the coward right now because, you know, I put it out there, but yet I can't do it. And I just could not bring myself to do it. And I think it was because I wasn't feeling confident about my outfit, my hair and my makeup that day. Um, But basically what I wanted to say was these things happen. So when there's an opportunity that you want to take as a guy and the girl's not completely giving you the signs, go for it anyway. Because yeah. she could be exactly what I was, which was just nervous and uncomfortable. And uh, and yeah. I love that. So I know because the guys always say to me, like, what are the signs that she wants to be with me? And I was like, stop worrying about her signs and just focus on yours. Like the sign is, I find her attractive. I'd like to know more about her. Or she's attractive. I'd like to sleep with her. Great. Then do something about it. And then let her tell you, get away from you if she's not interested. So, and it's for reasons just like what Kristen just explained. It's like, there could be a million things going on. I have the same thing as well when I'm not feeling my best. I'm like, don't talk to me right now. Don't do this. Or like, I don't, I just, I don't have the same energy. And I'm like, oh God, I'd be so horrible right now if somebody was hitting on me. So yeah, there can be a million things going on with her that have nothing to do with you. So just go for it. All right. Well, that was a great place to end the show. I'm sorry that this half of the show was so short, but we, we, I thought we were having a really interesting conversation and I didn't want to cut it off. But Lou, thank you so much for coming onto thank the show you, and sharing, sharing what you've learned. I think that talking about the why is something we touch on quite often, but we don't really delve into it the way that we did on this show. And hopefully it was, and I believe it will be, but hopefully it was beneficial to people who were listening. And they... they hopefully it was useful thing. Yeah, for sure. And I, I mean, getting more clear on what you want and why you want it in every area of your life is always going to better serve you. So anybody who's listening, take, take tonight, write it down, why you want to date. Like, just think about it. Think about the real reasons why you're listening to my podcast and why you may be buying my programs or working with Kristen. Why do you want these things? And so then the next time that you're out interacting, you can have that why in your mind so that conversation will just flow more naturally. Uh, and and some, yeah, go on. Sometimes the answer to the question of why begs more questions. So keep asking why until you get to a yeah. solid one. Yeah, exactly. So Lou, you're fantastic. And Kristen, you're fantastic too, even though you cut out for a second. But um, thanks for telling us about your flirting story. And hopefully he's listening so that you can... I hope you run into him again, Kristen. Right, exactly. Whatever, you'll go to Starbucks again and he'll be there. I'm sure I will. And I'll look even worse next time. Right. So then he should approach. Just have a sign with you saying, approach me even if I... Tell, show you that I don't want to be approached. <laughs> um, new episodes of the Askman podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. I have also posted them on YouTube so you can watch, listen, whatever you like on YouTube by going to youtube.com slash Marnie Kenris. And there's tons of other videos on there that are directly from me and not just our podcast. And you can watch over 300 episodes, free information, advice, tools, all the how stuff that we also talked about on this podcast. You guys are awesome and we'll see you next week. 